Welcome to the Bible Conversation Podcast with Chris, Dan, and Dylan. Let's have a conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. We're excited to be here with y'all today and uh, excited to bring you a new topic, uh, one that I'm actually really excited about. But before we get to that and explain kind of um, the idea that we have that we're going with, uh, I want to introduce our guest to you today. Um, we have Dustin Jones with us. Dustin, you want to you introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, Dustin Jones, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, Dustin is the children's minister, is that right? Family development is my official title, but I do a okay. lot of work with children and young families. Okay, yeah, and um, so family development minister at Waterview Church of Christ, and that's actually uh, my home congregation where I grew up, um, so I'm excited to have Dustin on the podcast today. I'm really excited about this, so um, of course, Chris and Dan are here as well, but kind of the merging of my two worlds, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I had that opportunity, I guess, when we talked about the church merge, Yeah, and so it's it's awesome, you know, just reaching out to people that you know, and uh, hearing from them. So, Dylan, keep going, man. Yeah, so um, the topic that we're going to be rolling with today, and actually we're going to be having a couple of these topics throughout this fall, um, is is entitled, Why Am I a Christian? Or Why I Am a Christian. Uh, I don't really know how, if we've decided on a, on a title, but we'll figure it out. But, you know, basically we're going to be asking you, Dustin, to explain to us why you're a Christian. And not so much you know, why you decided to become a Christian, why you decided to, to follow Christ, but more so, why are you still a Christian? Sure. Why are you a Christian today? So that's the, the question that I really want to start with you today, Dustin. Why are you a Christian? It's, um, it's kind of funny. I know we talked a little bit about this whenever you ask. Um, I have been asking mm-hmm. people this very question for some time now, and so I guess there's a level of irony that you wanted to ask me because I've been (laughs) asking people the same. But so, so my answer is kind of funny. It starts back. The reason I started asking the question starts back whenever I was in college, I was a counselor for a church camp. And one of the Bible class experiences we went to, there was a guy who was like an antagonistic, antagonistic person. And we were walking in, and it was like you were kind of under arrest sort of a thing for being a Christian. And so he was quizzing you, why are you a Christian? Why do you believe, you know? And I remember trying to answer the question, and he pretended to just fall asleep. And even though it was a pretend experience, it bothered me. Yeah. And it bothered me because I wasn't able to answer the question in a way that I was even interested to hear it. So I set out to sort of answer that question for my own self so that if somebody else asked me, I could answer the question. And so as I've thought about it, there are several things that I would would say I have come to. Uh, But oddly, I'm going to start with the, the negative side of it because I would say I am not a Christian because it works for me. And, okay. and what I mean by that is... is there are things about being a Christian that are very much uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I'm not a Christian because it's easy. I'm not a Christian because I think it's, it's so much fun and, and, you know, you hear the health and wealth kind of gospels. That's not why I'm a Christian. It doesn't work for me because if, if I get insulted, I don't want to turn the other cheek. 
If, if yeah. somebody harms me, I'm not inclined just to forgive them. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of what I mean in regards to that. It doesn't just work for me. Um, okay. But so whenever I so think... So it's not, I guess you would say you're not a Christian because it's easy. That's right. That's exactly okay. right. And I think sometimes people expect it to be easy. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of, you know, what, what we hear sometimes. You know, why are you a Christian? Well, Jesus said that my yoke would be easy. You know, my burden would be light. Yeah. Um, but you're saying that's not why I am still a Christian. That's right. That's right. Because okay. there, are, there are many things where I'm like, this is not easy. This is not light. Um, well, yeah. And I, if you don't mind me jumping in. Yeah, go. When talking about that passage... What we see is that Jesus is saying, give your burdens to me mm-hmm. because my yoke is easy. That's right. My burden is light. That's right. We're not promised that this life is going to be easy. Right? You, no. look at, you look at Paul and uh, I forget what letter it is, but he's talking about how I was despairing of life mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. A yeah. burden beyond what I could handle. That's and it right. wasn't so that he could rely on himself. He could rely on God. Right. This life is not going to be easy as a Christian. That's right. And I think that's, that's an awesome answer to provide because so many people, I think, look at Christians from the outside in and they're like, hey, you guys got it easy. Yeah. Well, not, not really. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> we're people too. We, we struggle too. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Jesus would even say, in this world, you will have trouble. Mm-hmm. Almost as yeah. a promise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, but okay, so, so that's, that's, that's not the, why you're still that's a Christian, right. that's but why are you? So, so this, this was my, my positive answer to that, and, and there's more probably than we may have time to talk about, but that's okay. Uh, as I think about why am I a Christian, I would, I would ask a question. Have you ever been in serious trouble when you knew you were at fault? Mm-hmm. And as I think Definitely. about that, I'm like, there have been times whenever I have been in serious trouble and I knew I was at fault. There's been times where I got in trouble and it was not me. Uh, but in that situation, has there ever been somebody who would just willingly step in and take the punishment you knew was coming? And the only thing I can think of is Jesus. I know I'm guilty. If I look at the standard of living by, by almost any moral code that exists regardless of if it's Christian or not, I am shortcoming in many of those things. Mm-hmm. And so even whenever I think about by the world standards, I fall short in a lot of things. But whenever you put it to the highest standard of Christian living, I definitely find myself to be guilty. And I, I look at the idea that Jesus would take my punishment knowing full well I deserve what's coming. And how, yeah. I, I think, how can I refuse so great a savior who's who loves me enough to take what's rightfully mine so i guess to, to, i'm trying to summarize your thoughts and wrap my mind around sure. it as well you'd say i'm still a christian because i understand the situation of life that i am in and what christ is offering yeah um yeah that, i mean that, that understanding that being able to wrap your mind around Christ's sacrifice, wrap your mind around, you know, like you said, the, the moral code, whether it's a Christian moral code or not, that everyone is messed up in that moral code. Mm-hmm. So there's just, there's so much to wrap your mind around, and it, it's really hard, honestly, to comprehend 
all of what you just said, but I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, and Dan, do you have any comments on this? You know, John was John said, if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Mm. Jesus is our advocate. And you know what's kind of interesting, Dustin, sorry, we, we, I, we've never met before, but it's nice to, to meet you now here yeah. on, the, on our podcast today. <laughs> uh, and I, and I, like, I like what you're saying. And what's kind of interesting, as you said a moment ago, that you don't, you're not a Christian because it works for you. But in one sense, your answer is saying, I am a Christian because it does work for me. You know, it, Eternally it works, yes. It, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's a lot easier to accept Jesus than it is to accept this eternal punishment mm-hmm. and condemnation. And, and so I, I think you're hitting the head on something where, uh, you know, when you first said, I'm not a Christian because it doesn't work for me. Well, I think a lot of people do try to make Christianity something that works for them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a different approach where you're saying, hey, this, there's this objective standard out here. There's Christianity out here. There's t- teachings of Christ. They're not mine. They're not, I don't make them. Yep. They're, ju- they're there. That's right. And, and we either accept or don't accept. And, there's, and, and so there's, here's a benefit now that you're, you're really highlighting on. Sure. There's, there's salvation. The teachings right. of Christ offer this, this great escape. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, do you have a comment? Yeah, so what Dan's talking about, you know, is this idea of, and really what you've been talking about too, Dustin, right, is putting Christ first, right? Like our lives become insignificant when we are Christians, right? And that's, that's what makes this life difficult. It doesn't work for us in this life. Yeah. It works for us eternally. Hmm. And what I go to is Colossians and in Colossians, right? Chapter three. Yeah. Talk about if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse 5, put to death, therefore, therefore, what is earthly in you. you. Right? This idea that this life is supposed to be easy or we're we're making Christianity work for us. I think that's not, it's not at all what it is. No. Right? Paul talks about in Romans, you know, I'm dead to sin, alive to God, yep. right? It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Yeah, And that's just it's such an awesome concept. And to be able to really wrap your mind around that in a way that you can teach others mm-hmm. and share that with others, yeah, that's awesome. Because that was the bottom line. That's why you started asking this question of yourself. That's if right. someone asked it of you that's right. and you didn't know how to answer it. And I was embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it is an embarrassing thing when it's one of the most vital things about Christianity. Why yeah, are we why? a Christian? You know, yeah. this is a life-changing decision. Mm-hmm. Why are you still a Christian? And when you don't know how to answer something that is literally your life, mm-hmm. that's a very awkward conversation. And I don't think that, you know, that's a, a one-time thing. I don't think that's a isolated event. I think nope. almost every Christian of all time has probably experienced that, has yeah. thought, why am I still a Christian? I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> well, whenever you think about the idea of always be prepared to give an answer. Yeah. That, that I think, is exactly this conversation. Is You need exactly. to be prepared to give an answer for the reason you have hope. Um, yeah. And I think that's... that's the, uh, and this is, this is my last, I think. And this, this is a very large umbrella. 
answer to this question. But ultimately, whenever I really think about why I hang my hat on being a Christian, I would say because I believe that the Bible is true. And that is one of those that is a huge umbrella you could talk about for a very long time. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. So, Dustin, do you like sports? Uh, that's kind of a loaded question. Not like what kind of sports are you talking about? Because generally, Just, I would is, say is, no. Is there a is there a team that you really like? Nope. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Dustin's a bodybuilder, so he likes that kind of sports. Strong man. Okay. Strong man. Okay. So, Dif- so is Dif- there is there an athlete that you really like? There is. Yeah. All right. So if I were to ask you why, mm-hmm. you'd be able to answer that pretty eloquently, right? Pro- probably so. Yeah. Right. Dylan, you're a huge fan of the Rangers, the Cowboys. You know if it. I were to ask you why, would you be able to answer that eloquently? Uh, maybe. I'd probably just end up giving some kind of stupid answer, like, because they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you would have a reason yeah. as to why you like them. Yeah, I could talk for days about that, yeah. Yeah. Now, Dan, you're, you're a cheesehead. Packer fan. <laughs> if I were to ask you why, you'd be able to answer that. Nothing more eloquent than cheese. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I think in this life, we have answers to why we like anything, really. Why do you like ribs? Why do you like cheese? Why do you like food? Why, 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 why? Why are you a Christian? We struggle. Yep. And I I really, the very first part of this, this episode where you were talking about how someone asked you, you didn't know, and you searched it out. I just, that's awesome. That's commendable. And that's exactly what I think every single Christian should do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think Dustin, you know, what, what, what you said to your second answer is basically what you were alluding to in the first answer. And what I was trying to get across is you're saying, look, uh, Christianity is is something that, I, I don't make work for me. It's not my it's not my object, my my little uh, you know piece of pottery here that I, I mold it and shape it the right. way I want it. No, right. it's something outside of myself, and sometimes it's very difficult to drink from. You know, yeah. but you're acknowledging that there's an objective standard there, a, a truth mm. that you're willing to accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a good discussion. Do you have any kind of closing comments about this, Dustin? So this this is something that I, I think is um, uh, it, the last thing that I said is because I believe that the Bible is true. And, and for a succinct mm-hmm. answer to why do I believe that the Bible is true, again, we could talk about for hours. Yeah. And this is something that I heard from somebody else, and they explained it. And I was like, that is a great answer. And I hope that I can repeat it accurately enough. But the idea is... I choose to believe that the Bible is true because it is a reliable collection of eyewitness accounts written by eyewitnesses in the, during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses that report supernatural events in fulfillment of specific prophecies. And I'm like, whenever you look at those things, you, you look at the reliability of the text and the, the amount of evidence that there is to indicate you know, going back so early from when they were written. And the reliability of it, you know, Paul would talk about there in First Corinthians 15 with how many people witnessed these things, and basically you can go talk to them. 
Yeah. And the fact that it survived past the life of the eyewitnesses and those who can verify or not, to me, is, is a huge thing. And then the fact that it reports such dramatic um, events. Like, whenever you think about it, I've never personally seen somebody come back to life like Lazarus or, or Jesus. Uh, I've never seen a lame man from birth say, hey, take your mat and go just walk. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't really happen. So f- for those mm. things to be reported and not refuted, to me, is, is one of those things that gives such reliability to the Scripture that makes me go, I can believe this. And because I believe that it is true, I believe that the claims therein are also true about who Jesus is and who God is and the pathway to salvation. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to go ahead and read the scripture that you're referencing there. It's 1 Corinthians 15, mm-hmm. starting in verse 3 for our listeners, if y'all want to follow along. But it says, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, who is Peter, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, and then by all the apostles. And then of all, he was seen by me also, as one, do, as one born out of due time. In other words, Christ appeared. Christ was seen by over 500 people at once. Yeah. I mean, that, and these letters were written while those guys were still alive, as exactly. Paul is saying here. So in other words, he's saying, if I'm saying something a lie about Christ, go ask these 500 people who saw him after he rose from the grave. That's right. That's, that's something that cannot be denied. Right. And I think that that's exactly what you're saying with, because I believe the Bible. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> I, the, the quote that you read there, Dustin, is just, Perfect. I, I want to. I'm going to go back and listen to this after we record this and post this and write down that quote. Yeah. <laughs> but For we did not follow cunningly devised fables. Peter says, "When we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were mm-hmm. eyewitnesses of His Majesty, mm-hmm. and so we have the prophetic word confirmed." Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Dustin. Yeah. Awesome. I just want to thank you. I am highly encouraged. By, by talking to you and hearing all this. and uh, I think one of the greatest things about having conversations about the Bible is it's not, not preaching, right? Just, right? just talking about it. Right. And we all get to, we all have very similar views and opinions, but we come together from different perspectives and different mm-hmm. angles. And, mm-hmm. and it's just iron sharpening ironing. And mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome. So, I just I want to say thank you. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you, and uh, Lord willing, get to talk to you soon. Yeah, I hope so. It's been fun. I I enjoy having to think through this again and and being able to give an account, a reason for the hope that we have again. So thanks mm-hmm. for inviting me. Amen. Well, uh, yeah, I want to echo what Chris said. Thank you for joining us, Dustin. This for has sure. been a really good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dustin, and nice meeting you. No better place to meet someone. Uh, except around the Bible, right? That's exactly right. Thank you so much for listening to the Bible Conversations podcast. I want to tell you about a couple of ways in which you can be involved or help us out. You can like us on Facebook, share our posts. You can send us an email at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can follow us on Spotify 
or Apple Podcasts. You can even leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're also partnering with Ministry League. This is a wonderful app full of so many different resources to help you grow your faith. We love you all. Now let's go start a conversation.